Well, I, I do like that. It's like, uh, yeah, your domestic pets are okay, but I killed a tiger. You're like, yeah. what in the hell? <laughs> That's how strong so I am. Cruel. I'm just choosing yeah. not to kill your pets right now. Yeah. 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 You like it's an invisible bully walking pen to pen and it just like lifts its fist and it's like, ah, no lion. You're okay today. Get over here, orangutans. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Also, of all the things for it to kill, given the mascot of COVID is a tiger. Like what? Yeah. Like Tiger King is just bawling his eyes out from jail. I don't know. I didn't oh. see that. I know. And welcome to the Retrograde podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey Aaronworth. Whoa! Is this the last episode ever? What's going on? Well, listen, it's oh, just, it's one of those, you just get, you get, it's not the last episode ever, no, but it's been three indiscriminate amounts of time since sure. we've started these quarantine episodes. And as happens when you're in quarantine for so long, you just lose a little bit of your creative juices. <laughs> That's, and now I'm just plain old Mikey Aaronworth. Oh, that'd be so great if you're just like, and I'm, I'm like, you're worth, who cares? It's like, <laughs> oh, buddy, you okay? <laughs> End with like, you know, we always keep a little bit of audio after the theme song. Ours is just a gunshot. Yeah, I and I was Mikey Aaronworth. Oh my god, what, <laughs> what is that mean? Oh my god, no, no, play that really like uh, upbeat Memorex track and just uh, <laughs> that's yeah, play me out on my funeral. That's what I want to be uh, buried to. That's um, I, I have that written down actually. It's in my will. Hey, at what age are you going to write a will? By the way, once I have stuff to give away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, for what? me, I'm gonna I'm gonna write up a will, but at my will reading, it's gonna be like, and uh, my lawyer's gonna be reading it, and he's gonna be like, and he's giving away all of his knowledge, and I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> and to my sister, this <laughs> just telling bullshit that doesn't matter. Like your pinky toe humility. is more useful than you would ever know. <laughs> Pay yeah. more attention, please. I am giving you my grace, and it's like. Uh... <laughs> Okay. And, and to my brother, my copy of Will and Grace on DVD, <laughs> only season three. I ran out. I don't know where the VHS copies of seasons one Sean through two. Sean Hayes went. is a treasure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Mikey, welcome to another bo bonus quarantine episode of The Retrograde. Um, Andrew, I believe you mean Forentine is what oh, we're calling. Oh, I mean, of course, Forentine. Forentine, <laughs> named after, of course, the funniest right-wing comic of all time, Jim Florentine. Is that a right-wing comic? Isn't Jim Florentine a right-wing comic? I, yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I want to yes and this, but I've never heard that person's name in my life. You never heard Jim Florentine? No. Oh, yeah, he's a comic, and his whole thing is now, he's like, there ain't any of us comedians talking about how Trump's so great. Hey! Like, it's... it's, uh, it's PC culture is killing us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, that's what the, that's what the owner of the Xbox said, actually. What was that? The PC culture? Yeah, PC culture is killing them. Well, absolutely. But you think being Microsoft, they would like, you know, be a little bit like in the pocket. Yeah, you would think so. And also, <laughs> apparently the new Xbox that's coming out is is oh. uh, very, very powerful and very impressive. Yeah. Have you seen the controllers that they've uh, released recently? I saw the new PlayStation controller, but uh, okay. Yeah. I, have, I have two things that I really want to talk about, actually. I'm glad you brought it up. So thanks okay, for bringing good. it up. Hey, no um, one, of, one of them is that sure playstation's releasing a new controller i don't understand why they still have 
the joysticks, the right and left joysticks on the same horizontal plane. Like it just makes more sense to me to have that differentiated a little, like one down and one up. Like right. the Xbox does. It like it feels ergonomically like that makes sense. The only reason the PlayStation controller ever had two joysticks where they were is because mm-hmm. that's the only place that you could fit them to retcon the original PlayStation controller. When they made the DualShock, they're just like, where are we going to put joysticks? And they just put them yeah. in the only place that could fit. And they just kept well, and, it like that. And because the D-pad was much more important when the original dual uh, dual stick, yeah, PlayStation like controller DualShock, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. DualShock, that's what it was. Um, the other I, I thing I want. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. No, because uh, yeah. What do you think about the new controller? Uh, I I I don't I don't care. I I both work for me. I know you're <laughs> Good. much Andrew more... Bascom, <laughs> host of a video game podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Bascom, what's a video game like? It just uh... <laughs> get off my lawn. I just... My neighbor had a PlayStation controller. I don't know. <laughs> Which one's this one? I'm just holding things up to the camera. <laughs> That's your remote. Um, <laughs> we are famously, famously, um, yeah. a huge stan of uh, the Xbox controller. That's your. That's yours. Sorry, we're a huge stan of the Xbox controller. Um, I wrote to you, but you still ain't calling my Xbox controllers. Oh my god, I'm so tired of your M&M knowledge coming up every once in a while. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, we love the Xbox controller, even though the Xbox ripped off the Dreamcast. We'll let that be for now, but. One thing that I was thinking as I play more of Sekiro, the bumpers are so important in yeah. in uh, in like one is attack and one is block. And I have an Xbox Elite controller, which I thought was a good idea to buy. But the bumpers on that controller are even worse than the regular Xbox One bumpers, which I thought made the bumpers from Xbox 360 twice as bad like they're they're so hard to press you really have to find this like sweet spot where they where they push in and i'm finding that i'm losing fights boss battles at key moments because i'm pressing the bumper and they're not registering properly and it is driving me absolutely bonkers so (laughs) i'm putting you on blast controller watch yeah (laughs) controller watch that was our quarantine bonus episode segment obviously every week quarantine watch ah damn it controller watch (laughs) um (laughs) um yeah, no, I, I honestly, I, I, when I start, I don't, it's not like I'm holding and playing a PlayStation game and going, man, I wish I had an Xbox controller and I don't right, do the opposite. Right. So like, I actually do. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I'm coming to you like local expert on controllers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about as high praise as I will ever get from anyone. Local expert. Absolutely. And by local, I'm in my bedroom right now. <laughs> and that counts as local i'm the oh if one other person like a hot chick is in my bedroom then i'm no longer a local expert because no. uh i'm i'm as blind as a bat <laughs> by local expert yeah um yeah it's, i i don't that's gonna be under tombstone but uh <laughs> uh mikey we so we played last week we played left for dead we've we got did. a game coming up this week but we don't want to reveal it just yet no we don't so but fuck you it, guys but yeah fuck you wait another four days lazy <laughs> bastards um is that we wanted to talk about after we talked about left for dead we wanted to talk about the fact that we really like the idea of safe houses yes and left for dead they've kind of got a very famous like it's it's safe house to safe house that is literally every level right and how great it could feel and like when all the zombies are out there you're like well thank god i'm in this safe house and right. it's like a big like you know you know that like awful feeling when you're getting out of the shower and it's like oh that shower was all hot and now i gotta get all cold this sucks Yes. This is like the safe house. Like, like eventually I have to do this and I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. It's just this, mo- and especially, you know, it would be as though you 
were in a winter landscape and then stepped into your shower and then had mm. to leave your shower to go back into the winter la- landscape because yeah. it's chaos on flanking whatever this moment of tranquility is. And it's something that you're, you'd be familiar with if you're a fan of like uh, horror movies, for example. Like I, I love in a horror movie a good what I call the, the day-night cycle. Like the Babadook is the best example of this where like when, okay. when it's daytime, you're kind of safe. You know it's kind of safe. And then as night starts to encroach, you get a little bit panicky. But for that, that brief slice of daytime, you're okay. And, and whether it's daytime mm-hmm. or just being in a certain place – um, a zombie movie when you're in your base and you're just having conversations between humans and you're and you know you don't have to worry about it that's the same sort of feeling but as it goes into video games left for dead's a great example because they literally call them safe houses and and, and yeah. that's what you're doing but we want to talk about some other games um where there are moments of tranquility flanked by absolute chaos and that could be uh, in the form of a, a town that you visit. It can be in the form of of another sort of safe house where you know enemies can't attack you, or just yeah. somewhere where you replenish your goods or save your game, or something that kind of indicates to you, "Hey, take a load off now. You don't have to worry about things coming from all angles." Yeah, somewhere you feel good about. Yeah, you know. What do you, yeah. what do you uh, like? Like, like I think we said on our Left for Dead episode, best safe zone, mommy's arms. Mommy's arms is uh, how how in the world can you defy that? Mommy's arms is the best. You can't. Daddy's legs is the only other way. <laughs> oh. <When they're... laughs> um, so, Andrew, why don't you start? You want to give an example of... of uh, so, I think what we do is we name a couple games that have a general good concept of a safe house um, or safe area, and then maybe a couple examples from that game um, that 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 really spoke to you, if there are multiple in the game. Well, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think... You know, I think I think the first one that I'm going to say is Bioshock. Um, nice, nice. There are different ones like the Constock Bank in Infinite or the uh, – I can't figure out what the name is, but the Viodomes uh, from the first one. Right. What was it called? I, I, yeah, the, 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 like the Biospheres? Yeah, like the blue the blue checkpoint things that you can you oh, know, step oh, into. Oh. Yes, where where it's just that moment of respite, like the same thing where whether you're going to upgrade your materials or just kind of have this feeling that that here is okay, out there yeah. isn't. Exactly, um, and it's like you can you can have that choice to step out there where the world is really scary. Um, yeah. So there there are safe moments like that in Bioshock, and there and they are which a game that can be uh, very anxiety inducing. That's like a real relief. Yes, it, and that's that's the whole point is it, you you have to earn a safe house because if you're not building up chaos properly, uh, then you it just feels like any other area like you didn't you didn't mm. really earn it. And I also feel like it's it has to be spaced out properly. And my next uh, or my my first choice is probably yeah. obvious to everyone who's ever heard me talk about video games, but it's essentially the whole Soulsborne franchise and their use of either bonfires and dark souls or lamps in blood, blood uh, bloodborne. Um it's always they always do such a good job of like you're constantly on edge in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Right. Anything can kill you at any point, and if you die, the stakes are very, very high. So especially when you're exploring new areas and you don't know what's around the corner for the first time, when you've spent 15, 20 minutes mastering one run and you finally hear that audio cue of of typically in Dark Souls, it's like a bonfire, it's like the crackling of a fire, and this this light undertone of music just feels like this huge sense of accomplishment um and then this feeling of of being hugged in in mommy's arms again um i want to like the specific example i i would give and i know that dark souls 2 is like the notoriously panned one of the franchise but majula is this kind of hub town in that area with a very serene um uh music like soundtrack to the back 
plus the bonfire there, plus plus a town that kind of builds up as you go. And every time you go back there, it's always after something very white knuckled and then just yes. the ability to feel safe somewhere in a world like dark souls where there is nothing there's no nowhere is safe you never know if you can trust anyone you never know what's around the corner that's going to kill you to finally be able to take a load off a little bit whether it's in majula or or uh, uh the black gulch for example which is a really right. dangerous area in that game um the undead berg would be one in dark souls one where is just a, a dark uh, a bonfire that you spend so much time at because often they'll have shortcuts that kind of loop around to one another and you spend the first your first like four or five maybe more hours of dark souls one right. around that first bonfire because it's so hard to get past it but every time you get there after finding out like one way around a spoke of the level it just feels right. so rewarding See, like, I think the one that's synonymous to me is Shonar's Cliff. And I think once you get there, you feel really good. <laughs> Shonar's Cliff? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Right. I've never you played know. Dark Souls before. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was saying it. I'm like, these words, like, Majula could be anything. And <laughs> whatever you said, like, something's bog or something like that, I'm like, wow, Black okay. Gulch. Black, Black Gulch. Gulch. I'm like, yeah, this could be anything then. Yeah, um, but it was funny because I said that, and then you did what a good podcast host would do, and you kind of like, auditorily yeah like like you were you were actively listening and i was yeah. like i was like oh great he agreed and then at first i was like wait a second no you don't know but still you you would you can understand where i'm coming from with that right oh no i told I, I totally understand that and i think so my like kind of next answer because i was thinking like places that feel familiar and safe to me and this is yeah. this kind of goes against the game because this is not absolutely true but in red dead in the red dead franchise sure. uh the town of armadillo makes sure, me sure i ride down that just one strip and i'm like yeah this is my town i have that i have the apartment in the uh bordillo upstairs and i feel really good about myself and i i feel safe there because i'm like i know where everything is yep. it's down a straight line and um and like and i only realized it later that like in shows like deadwood they're they're um ian mcshane's tavern is literally that tavern in armadillo and oh, they must right. have based it off of that like yeah. it's just kind of like I was watching it. I'm like, oh no way! So I, I I would say where Red Dead is like just one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the town Armadillo gives me like a lot of great feelings. And in Red Dead Redemption Two, when you go back there, spoiler alert, I guess I don't know. Um, that's like I was like, ooh, like really nerding out. See, I love I love that you chose a town because I actually have a town in mind as well, and I wasn't sure if 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 uh, if that would count necessarily, but I think it does, oh, yeah. and especially in something in something like Red Dead where it's not necessarily uh, it's not a horror game, and I think that's like survival horror is is the easiest way, or like something white knuckled like Dark Souls is is the easiest example of like yeah, you need a safe area in those to give you a bit of respite, but um, there's a town in in the legend of Zelda wind waker called windfall Island, which in, in my opinion is the greatest town that's ever been built in a video game. Whoa. I once said to my mom, um, which is such a strange thing to say to my mom. Uh, and, and I don't know what it would have been like for her to hear her son say this, but I said, Stop mom French kissing me. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. Oh. Yeah, I was like, you got to give everyone else a turn. Ha, solid mom joke. <laughs> um, it was, uh, no, so I said, I was like, hey, if one day I just go missing from the face of the earth, um, I'm oh telling you that some some entity came to me and gave me an opportunity to go live on Windfall Island without 
getting a chance to say goodbye. I, I, I like had it in my mind that that would be an option in my life. Something mm. would come to me and say like, you can go live in that town, but you can't tell anyone where you went and no one will know what happened to you. And in my mind, I was like, absolutely, I would take that. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I never really recovered from that. <laughs> you spoke to the screen and you're like, family is there. And you just look unblinking at them, go, I would absolutely yeah. do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> And they're like staring at you like, oh, what a weird kid. It wasn't It wasn't the fact that I said it to them on blinking. It was when I spat on their carpet. That's when they <laughs> yeah, really took offense yeah. to the whole situation. Clean it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> do, you, do you have another another pick? Because I, I love your Red Dead pick as well because there is something to say about this weird familiarity of an Old West town that, that works so well. For me in, in, in that game too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Well, you know, I think for towns or safe spaces, I think the other one is going to be Metal Gear Solid and Phantom Pain. You can build out this oil rig that is your home. Right. And, right. Uh, and like kind of get like better and better defenses and all this kind of stuff and, and people and, you know, levels and everything like yep. that. And while it felt really silly, and which it is, but um, which let's not look too hard at that because then this whole thing will fall down like a house of cards. But sure. is that... Um, is that in in the online? You mean the lead that, actor will sexually assault a fourteen-year-old? <laughs> oh, absolutely, Mikey. Uh, is oh, so. <laughs> oh, I'm the lead actor. Thank you so much. I'll take <laughs> That's that. the part you took from this. Um, <laughs> is uh, is that in the online portion of Phantom Pain, you would attack other people's oil rigs and like see how good their defenses are and try right. and like you know steal something. While you never saw that, like you never had to actively defend yours. It would happen against an AI, so you'd never right. see it. Right. So instead, it felt very safe all the time. And you kept looking back, and like every time and doing these stupid, insane missions, you're like, look at what I've built. Ooh, look at what I've built. Like feeling good about yourself. That that feeling of building it up is is key. I think I think that there's so many games if you expand it to that as well, where where just the feeling of building your base out. Like there are games that are dedicated to base building. Like that is yeah. the concept of the game. So when when that's an element of the game, like in Phantom Pain, um, I, I find that that just works so much better because it's it's almost as though it's separate from the game itself, which makes it feel even more safe because you're just like this is different. This is this is my my excuse to kind of like take a little bit of a load off here. Um, it's similar as well in in Hollow Knight. I know you started playing it, but I don't think you ever finished or or got no, too, no, too no. far in it, right? So Hollow Knight, that area that you start in called Dirtmouth. Uh, is, is the name of it is another one that I love is there's this feeling in Hollow Knight where every time you drop down into the the world like the the dangerous world where where you have to traverse and explore and fight and all that it feels like you're letting so much go and you're you're just throwing caution to the wind. So those moments where you finally have an excuse to come up literally above the surface and come to a little bit of a of a safe place that's in the beginning so lonely and desolate and slowly starts to build up and up and up kind of mimics your own growth within the game like more of a confidence and a feeling of having a little bit more support because of your knowledge of the game it it, it's almost like a manifestation of your your abilities and experience in the game so dirt mouth is one that i definitely wanted to give a shout out to as well oh i love that i only got one more left that i feel really good about and it's a location on a map um in Fortnite called uh sweaty docks and <laughs> while you can't ever feel safe because you never know who's around you and stuff like that, I just want to say, if we ever play Fortnite against each other, I'm going there and I'm going to kill all of you because that is my place. That is where I feed. <laughs> you are at my home at that point. I, I love that. <laughs> I kick serious ass. And every time it's like, 
part of the game is to explore all the different styles of the map and land in different spots and you know let the game develop that way i'm just like if i want to win i'm like i'm going to drop docks and i know where i'm going and let's do this thing so when you're playing fortnite is you yeah. like do you have a strategy that you basically go to every time you play like is is that you're you're like i'm going to the docks or do you kind of organically play it different every time I think when you're still on the bus and deciding when to jump, you are kind of deciding what kind of game you want to play. If I want to jump into the middle part of the island, at that point I'm deciding, well, I'm going to play a very violent game this time and right. see if I can outshoot everybody and, you know, do things. But if you pick the outskirts, you're kind of saying like, well, let me see if I can sleuth my way around, make a kill here and there, survive my right, way to the right, top right, 20, right. then making noises. You know, like you're kind of deciding ahead of time, depending on where you drop. That sometimes doesn't work because if you drop on the outside and three other people drop with you, well, heads up, you're going to shoot your way out of this. Sure. Um, or if you just miraculously drop in the middle and no one else is around you, then you can get back to like kind of maybe hiding out for a bit and just picking up good gear. So it kind of, you can like, you know, it's kind of like the Tyson thing, like all good strategies, you know, until you get punched in the face. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like you can have a strategy, whether it happens or not is up to the other players, I think. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. And I always find myself in games like that, like even Overwatch, sometimes when I find myself stagnating a little bit, I'll purposely throw caution to the wind and do something I don't normally do just to kind of like feel alive. Like I'll cut myself a lot. Yeah, 100%. I sometimes yeah, yeah, choke yeah. myself till I start seeing stars <laughs> and then stop. Exactly. Um, exactly yeah um yeah so in in terms of other safe houses i you know we're, we're missing an obvious one i think in in resident evil 2 the police station which oh, is just yeah. kind of but I, that one i almost don't like it's it's a good kind of hub that leads out to the to the rest of of the world that you're going to be uh, navigating for the majority of the game but it's dangerous because mr x can always go there and even sometimes i think you can even get zombies following you in there but that idea of having somewhere safe in such a dark scary scary atmosphere i i, so I do scary. love that like that's a traditional safe area uh that that i think about a lot that is the opposite of mo mommy's arms yeah it's more much more like daddy's legs oh so scary so, so, so scary so scary so like scary. what is that mark like what is it what is that where did he get that from <laughs> yeah is that a mole is that cancerous you should go to a doctor <laughs> there's a very patchy part like a very hairy part on his knee i don't know why it's like that is it dirt <laughs> Does he need to shower? Why do you wear this knee brace? What happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so Andrew, do you have any any other uh, any other uh, examples or, or or things that you think of fondly? Towns, safe houses, anything like that? Well, you know, I think that's I think that's mostly what I. Oh, okay. Other than like, I think we're I, not even this is now getting away from say uh, safety and more just like strategical. But uh, the complex in Goldeneye. Um, Ooh, nice. You're, you're stepping on my home field at that point. Like, uh, yeah, you could take the the stacks. Yeah, good for you. But a complex. Proximity complex mines. is great. Yeah, proximity mines, laptop guns in perfect dark. Actually, Ooh. when I, I, was, yeah. I was thinking about a lot of safe areas and a lot of people, I, I, I went on Reddit just to see what other people were saying, just to see if I could jumpstart my imagination or memory. And a lot of people were talking about the uh, Institute in uh, perfect dark. Ah, oh, yeah. As being a very comforting space because the 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 last uh, game from Rare, similar game, was Goldeneye, and it was always when you were playing, it was dangerous. Yeah. Um, there was something about being able to move about in a space where you knew it was safe that felt super super comforting. And one of yeah. the one of the things that I, I have to say because if I don't, and people are fans of Dark Souls and know how much I love Dark Souls, there's in in Dark Souls one of the first major places that you go to is this place called firelink shrine and it's the only bastion of safety that you have in the entire game mm -hmm. and i'm spoiling it but like who hasn't played it who's still going to play it at this point there's one 
point where you kind of have more visitors staying there and it's always your touchstone. You always end up going back there. And one time you return there after one boss fight and it's demolished. Someone sabotaged it and the bonfires put out and it's the scariest, most lonely feeling. You feel so uprooted and that's such a from soft thing to do to make you feel like you could potentially be comforted and just rip it apart from you. Um, um, and put you straight in daddy's legs. It sucks. Oh no. See, I, I, I love that because my, my last one, the only other one I had was kind of the opposite, but where I feel alone and good, it's just the warehouse in Tony Hawk. Like, Oh, I love that. I'm I just love like, that. there's no moving cars. There's no other people. I can just put on a kick-ass playlist and just shred. <laughs> and how much goddamn time did we spend in that warehouse? Especially so not only because it was in the first game and it was the most familiar place, but because they revisited that in later entries in the franchise, yeah. it, like adding to it a little bit. But obviously that first area is just so familiar. Future question might be that, you know, and we want to hear more about your questions and things that we want to discuss, like lists and uh, things are familiar. So please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think like one of those future questions might be what? level location something like that in a video game have you spent the most time of your life at i like this because there are so many that i have just absolutely perfected um that i could do with my eyes closed yeah and i think i think i just listed some of them like today like complex and the warehouse and armadillo but i'd be interested to find out like oh what level have you done the most or what have you gone back to the most Uh, That'd be something I'd be very curious about. Oh man, I have so many. So <laughs> many are coming to me. I love that that idea. Maybe that'll be uh, for uh, uh, five and ching- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to think of a better one for that. <laughs> yeah, pentatine. Uh, uh, if you have a good name for uh, bonus quarantine number five, we want to hear from you. Uh, yeah, hit us up yeah. at the retrograde pod. But it's not going to be better than quarantine. No, quarantine is, is the way to go. Well, and then when we get to fourteen, the fourteen. Well, then you just change how you spell teen. To T I N. Well, instead of no, instead of T I N E, you go T E E N. Ah, see, so simple. Why? Why do we yeah. think about that? Yeah. But hey, it's been a pleasure talking to you, D Pads. We hope everyone's staying sane and safe out there, and we can't wait to play video games and talk about video games with you soon. Game over. Feel free to review the podcast. <clears throat> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. That is where my son burst through me.